Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm back here with uh, Rob Henderson, and we are going to talk about Succession um, up to uh, up to every episode, but the last episode, right? There's 10 episodes in season four. We've just finished uh, 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 episode nine uh, called Church and State. It's uh, Logan's uh, fun- funeral. Um, that's most of the episode. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we should probably just get caught up on this whole thing and where it's been going. I, you know, our conversations basically around succession, they, you know, it's basically been me saying the last few times we've talked that the real world is going to intrude on their sort of, you know, on their, uh, you know, on their reality, right? They mm-hmm. have like, this, they, they sort of feel like they're in charge. They are, um, you know, they are the ones sort of, you know, they're shaping public opinion. They're, you know, sending the, you know, the country in one direction or next. And then Logan dies and they sort of unleash these forces that they can't contain or they maybe they can contain them, but they've made some like bad decisions along the way. Um, the um, and there was a Ross do that piece before this last episode, after episode eight, um, in which he sort of made the opposite uh, argument. He said that the, the public opinion and mass public is sort of missing from succession. Like basically, the elites are too powerful, and public opinion isn't really doing much. And um, you know, my my opinion is, you know, I think he's right. Like halfway, I think what I've come to the conclusion is that like Logan, it was like elites can control the masses if they're competent. Um, and so Logan was there, and basically they could keep a lid on this Mencken guy, and they could uh, basically control the you know the sort of the future of the Republican Party, right? Logan uh, Logan dies. It all goes to hell, right? It's these mm. kids who are not serious people, as he told them, I think, mm. in their last conversation, and they can't mm. and they can't control. <clears throat> so I, see, I think that there's been confirmation for this view. Rob, you seem doubtful, so you tell me. So w- what's your take? Well, on this? so I think like both of so so I yeah doubt that doubt that wrote an interesting piece, but yeah, that the masses are missing as a character, and you know partially because like if you're gonna dramatize a story you know, it's just hard to like have like the masses be a character the way that you could have like a group of, of interesting elites be characters in a show and follow their stories. But, but your, your point, I think you, I mean, your, your, your prediction was right that suddenly, right. Like the real world did kind of intrude, but the, the Roy kids sort of summoned it and they, they, they like, they, 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 they helped to usher it in, right? Like in the, in the, the eighth episode, the one before this most recent one, you know, there were, it was like an interesting, like the show did a great job of like integrating like the characters motivations with this outcome, right? Everyone has their own angle. Everyone has their own agenda and they sort of act, not accidentally, but just sort of mixtures of like self-interest and forces beyond their control led to them calling Mencken uh, as the winner, perhaps prematurely. Um, but I don't know if like things are getting out of control uh, because Logan isn't there. Like, I, I don't know that like if Logan was alive during election night, this, you know, this most, you know, the eighth episode during election night, I, I, they, I mean, do you doubt, do you doubt that they would have called Mencken? Uh, well, and, and... They that, well, they had this, this was part of the debate. What, what would dad would have done? Uh, and yeah. then Shiv and um, Rome have this exact debate. And Rome says, of course, he wants to say dad would have done what, what I want to do, which is call for Mencken. Yeah, and I... Shiv is like, no, he understood sort of the, uh, he sort of understood the importance of stability. So I don't mm. know, maybe, maybe he would have been a more shrewder sort of operator. He could see where public opinion is. He could see that like it's overreaching to like call a presidential election on that basis. 
So I don't mm. know either. Like, I think maybe like the argument for this view is that either he wouldn't have made that call or he would have somehow done it in a more competent way or somehow more logical way. And it wouldn't have sort of exploded on everyone. Uh, I think that's, I think that's what you'd have to think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a bit unclear, I guess like, yeah, maybe, maybe Logan would have waited a bit longer or like found a way to restore confidence in the election or well, something well, along these would, lines. Logan wouldn't have been in that situation in the first place because the the, the, the problem with these kids was they needed Menken to win because they needed to, oh, yeah, um, yeah. to kill the deal. So Logan wouldn't have been as wishy-washy as that. As, well, they're not wishy-washy. They just didn't want the deal because it was Logan's yeah. deal. But right, he would have yeah. made a decision. He would have had control. So he wouldn't have been in this sort of desperate situation. Right. That's that's true. Um, yeah. So he wouldn't have had to put pressure to call the election prematurely anyway. But in terms of like whether whether Mencken would have ultimately been um, elected or, you know, like called, you know, if the election would have been called for him. I don't know that like if, if Logan had been around or not, if that would have made a big difference. I mean, the, I mean, the show is interesting. Like, you know, you and I kind of DM a bit about this, about like the Mencken character to me is like, I still, I still don't like it. You know, the, the, the show tries to make him seem menacing and they try to make him seem like, Oh, like he's a Republic uh, ending character. I've, you know, I read some some articles about like critics, you know, TV critics calling him a Nazi. And I'm like, I, I can see like some of the uh, insinuations that he makes and like his his, you know, his bizarre uh, uh, victory speech about how he wanted things to be uh, clean and about the, the cunning men making, uh, you know, these kind of illicit trades. Um, not so whatever, the like men. not the yeah, cunning yeah. men. I see well, like, he's against yeah. that. Pure yeah, you're right. He's he's yeah, he's yeah, whatever, like maybe, you know, arguably dog whistles. Um, but but I don't know. He just doesn't strike me as like a scary person. I don't know. Is he is he um, you know, is is this going to be like uh, uh the fact that they 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 called this election too early really going to like change uh uh the the country is it going to actually intrude on on the Roy kids lives? I guess in a way maybe this latest episode, you know, obviously going to be full of spoilers. You know, Rome, like they, 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 like, is it their fault that there are protests across the country now, um, or not? Yeah, I don't well, know. If, yes, like, it's obviously their fault. I mean, it's is, obviously is their, it their fault, fault because the they called reason. the election early. Is it yeah, uh, like, are they protesting because the election was called early or because Mencken won? Well, yeah. we don't know Menken won, right? We all we know, is yeah. like ATN is the only source I think that called Menken won, and so that's what made it all disputed. I don't think the other media called it. So that's oh, that's have they? Have, is that right? Have they not yeah, yeah. officially? So he's yeah, yeah. is so is well, Menken the president say, elect or this, not? They don't say this explicitly, but no, because yeah. this is like the day after the election, right? It's, yeah. it's a day or a day or two because they're they're acting as if. They're acting as if Minkin is the president, like all the well, right. No, kids. they're still they're still saying. They're, well, they are. I mean, he's like probably seems like the most likely president. But like he comes yeah. in and they're still saying, "Oh, it's going to be you know a knife fight." Like somebody mentions it during the episode, so they they, uh-huh. they they see this as like going to the Supreme Court or whatever. This is going to be a big yeah. you know legal battle. Um, is this? Do you think like one thing that came to mind when I was watching that episode and the fallout from it is like, is this is this supposed to be in any way uh, inspired by? the 2020 election and how well, that, yeah. like, how I mean, how long I mean, it was. You're, you're asking that? Yeah. <laughs> Do you, uh, but, but, but like there weren't, there weren't um like, I guess like, is it supposed to be like a mirror image of it? Because I mean, I guess like all of the networks, like it w- what was weird is that like Fox called Arizona for Trump yeah. very early. Uh, there was a piece in the New York times that said that, that they actually called it too early, which was interesting, yeah. right? Like they sort of condemned Fox news, which is not mm. surprising, but for calling yeah. the election prematurely for Biden. 
Um, And then there were all these lawsuits and so on. Uh, And so, but in this case, it was, I guess, supposed to be the reverse that this time the Republican won. And now there's like a question about um, the, uh, what the credibility, the legitimacy of the democratic system. Um, There are protests across the country. Is there going to be like a storming of the Capitol? (laughs) Uh, Well, it's not supposed uh, to be, yeah. Like when Mencken wins, is like Antifa going to storm the Capitol when, when I think Mencken, the point is, uh, yeah, I think the yeah. point is, okay, here's the, here's the 2020 connection. It's not the exact you're looking for. Like, okay, it's like the news network has a effect of calling it like that. So it's not the exact mm-hmm. same situation, but it's like you have this right wing populism that mm-hmm. is, um, that doesn't care about like the rules, like how things are supposed to. So it's like Trump, like, so it, it, this Mencken thing and the Trump thing. It's not the exact same. Trump is president and they storm the Capitol and whatever. This is Menken. He's jumping the gun. Like before, like, you know, there's like an actual reason to call the election. Um, they, they call, they do call the election. Now they call the election based on a judgment call, right? Um, it's mm. actually not that it's not necessarily wrong. I don't think that the, the decision is necessarily wrong here. It's more ambiguous. And it's like they benefit because of right wing violence. Like the right wing people burn down the they burn the ballots in Milwaukee. Well, we don't know that, Richard. That well, was never that yes, was never yes, confirmed. Could, could be yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, so okay. So 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 that that like the burning down of the the voting center. I think like that's to me that's ambiguous. Like okay, I get How that. Like that okay, it's 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 in a blue city, right? Like most of the the ballots burned are going to be Democrat voters. So like I guess logically it makes sense that it would be right wing people burning it down. But then like <laughs> in the real world, like how frequently do right-wing demonstrators burn things down? Does that happen? Rarely. I mean, rarely. Like, like, okay, in the real world, you know nothing about, like, you know, you just hear that a a voting center was burned to the ground. Do you immediately think, oh, those must have been right-wingers, or do you think maybe another? I don't know. That was a little, it was a bit of a stretch. And you're right. And the the other, well, well, I mean, yeah, this is is sort of like the political tilt of the show, right? Of course. Yeah, I think you're, you're right. And then in the end, like how polite the left wing protesters are to like Roman, like they just keep like knocking him down to exit it, and he's just like provoking them, and they're like they're trying to help him up. You know, they're just very nice people. They one guy tried to help him stand up. Did you see that? Like one yeah, guy yeah, tried to Rome, help like, him get up, him, and was like, like "Don't touch me!" Right. Yeah, Don't yeah. T- I was like, "Dude, like this, like no, no, no." In in reality, right? Like this guy would have been mowed to the ground. Like he, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, they, so. they 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 bang on the uh, they bang on the limousine a little a limo, bit, right? Yeah. They don't want to hit. I mean, I'm sure you know if you go to leftist parts, most people are probably not going to try to beat you up, right? Most, so maybe that's not that uh, that crazy. Um, uh, I mean, a guy in a suit provoking like those kinds of people. Yeah, and, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I yeah, I, yeah. I agree that like famous. most people. Most yeah, people would, would, yeah, but a few would like. And he's, you know. and he's and he's and Rome is famous, and he's got a distinct voice. And I, you know, I was surprised like nobody like sort of even in that even in that darkness. I'm I'm surprised like nobody sort of like realized who he might be. Um, they yeah. must have known, the or just a sucker punch for fun running by. Like yeah. even me, like if I'm in that situation at 18 years old, and I just see, like no one's going to catch you. You could just walk by you know knock this guy in the jaw and keep going like i, I probably would have done it like is that what you, you know, like, is that what you were like rob oh, at 18 if you oh just yeah i get was, away with a sucker punch you'd, you'd do yeah, it if you yeah yeah why not like if you're if you're drunk and stoned and you're in a crowd like why yeah of course if someone's yeah. fighting with you i hope you're saying not random people not, not oh yeah people. yeah if someone's like you know like like coming at <laughs> sure. me right like you're you're running past them <laughs> okay. and he's like screaming up insults and obscenities at you yeah, and yeah, you're okay. like in that kind of mind space like yeah why not i thought you were just a knockout king guy i thought you just went around 
no, no, no. Like some, like you know, some guy like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, even today, I get you don't get those impulses. Okay, maybe not. Maybe it's just, just me. But like yeah. you know, no, like I, I, uh, I that it, was yeah. that was to me like a very unrealistic. <laughs> I was waiting for it. I was like, this is yeah. actually what I was like. Oh, Richard's right. Like this is when re- reality is going to come. Yeah, I thought they in. might. Kill, I thought they might kill him or something. I thought that I would have been like a very erotic sort of ending. <laughs> or like you know they attack him and then the police interfere and shoot one of the protesters and then it becomes a media circus. Um, no, 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 that was like a surprisingly mild, uh, yeah, mild treatment of of Roman in that situation. Yeah. So yeah, so the, yeah, well, I don't know what they were. Yeah, the world. Of, yeah, the world intrudes on that. Comes on their deaths, you know. But then the, you see the escalation of the uh, Kendall thing. <clears throat> where uh, his kids are going upstate, you know, they're going to miss their grandpa's funeral, right? So this is clearly an unintended consequence of, you know, the Menken decision. His black secretary, like, leaves, and it's, you know, he tells her, you know, it's because of Menken. She's like, yeah. So it's like, it's sort of like, it's giving you this little, like, subtle, like, clues of, like, everyone who's a person of color, including his secretary. What's that girl's name? Do you remember? Oh, something with a K. Oh, this yeah, is, but- we should know it. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, so she's leaving, and then like the other non-white person, they're like his daughter for some reason again that we don't know, and they keep mentioning she's scared. Like we're, it's not they're not trying to tell us she's they're telling us she's non-white. They don't they never tell us why. <laughs> the critics are not interested in why. It's a very strange thing, but like it's part of the story now, and it's like really strange. Like nobody is like questioning she it or adopted, wondering. Did right? She was. I, I figured. Well, wasn't there? Um, Probably, there was some but. comment, at least one comment in the show about how like Logan didn't like her or like would ignore her, the the adoptive daughter. And, yeah, I like I guess it's implied. They could have they could have a biological child. So why did they adopt? I mean, they, we need like some story here, I think. Um, yeah. that, that makes it you know that explains why well, she is she the oldest i mean it could have been a case of like they tried thought that like they couldn't conceive yeah. and adopted and then later had a kid this happens sometimes i mean yeah. rava seems you know whatever like if yeah she may she may be a little bit older right she, she was probably older than 30 when she had her first kid so maybe there was some question about fertility yeah. i don't know but but but, but you're right yeah, that, like, they haven't explicitly this... described well like, why I mean, did they well, adopt this girl I... Yeah, one thing. Well, one thing I said earlier was like this is sort of like the point of the show. Like they don't pay attention to the children, and so it's like you know this children, mm-hmm. this child is just Indian, like randomly, and like nobody even mentions it. So it's sort of like it's keeping with like how like neglectful these people are towards towards children. Right. Um, the yeah, the real world, and so that's the real world, you know, intruding in on. And I think that like yeah, there's so there's so much that's interesting. The men can yeah, the men can thing. I sort of saw a little bit more of his appeal this episode, like the first, like the season when he gave his uh, speech. I, you know, I still don't think he's the kind of candidate who could win a presidential election. Like, you know, the, the, he seems like he would be like a writer for like one of these weird, like Catholic traditionalist like magazines or something. First things, um, yeah, yeah he seems like he might be a first things author or something. Yeah, you know, the, but that stuff doesn't sell. I mean, that there's the, the, that doesn't sell as far as politicians go. I don't know if he's even well, dude. Like, so, so, so I I recently rewatched this clip um, on on YouTube of Mencken from season three last season. I think it was it was the first season we ever see Mencken and Shiv. You know, she yeah. kind of insults him. She's like, "Oh yeah, here you go with your like Aristopopulism BS." And uh, and he responds to her. He's like, "Have you read Plato?" And then uh, and then you know he goes on to say like you know like uh, ATN is um, like not serious like Mencken Mencken starts insulting ATN and says that it, he calls it a, a pudding pop for the nursing home right yeah. like he says no one I know cares about ATN anymore he's like and he says something like you know uh, all due respect to Logan Roy like no one cares about ATN anymore and so he is kind of like this very online 
like you know like if you talk to like a lot of a lot of young people on the right today like you know especially now that tucker carlson's gone fox news is like not taken seriously as an outlet yeah um and so i think he is kind of that guy but you know for me like just aesthetically it doesn't make sense yeah. i'm surprised you haven't you haven't commented on this yet that like Mick is just too like lean right like he's too he's too live you, if you're gonna be a real populist you gotta you gotta have some heft i think you gotta be like well, a DeSantis look, or trump like yeah well here's the thing here's the thing that's interesting and so the, like the, the, the what the, you know the populist the dissident right has sort of these two wings and they and they they sort of pretend like the, you know we pretend like these two wings don't exist but there there is a nietzschean thing and there is a like a christian thing right mm-hmm. and there's the bronze age pervert nietzschean thing and there's a Catholic. I have like you know I, I you know full disclosure I am more sympathetic towards the secular a wing of this, um, and I'm not sure which one Menken is supposed to be now. If it's the if it's the second, so is he really populist, right? And then you do have and you well you also have this populist like Trumpist thing or like you know revival you know Baptist ten you know meaning thing right? That's which is actually probably electorally the only like the the realist of those things like the Nietzschean stuff and the Catholic traditional stuff that is not electorally popular. You do have the Baptist revival tent. You know there is like a base for that, and a lot of politicians do fit into that. That's like organic in American culture. So Menken is clearly not that. He's clearly not the the pop the you know the populist revival. Trump is not from this world, but he's just he just fits with it. I mean these people just just love him, and. Um, and so Menken, is he like this Nietzschean or is he this like Catholic? And, you know, I don't know. It, it's mm. not, it's not clear. He's supposed to be, I think, an agglomation of the two. Um, but it's very interesting, right? It, it, it's very interesting, like what he's supposed to be, or like, even if the, you know, is he supposed to be like the 2015 alt-right? Do you remember the 2015, 2016 alt-right? Like these guys in suits. Like the Richard like, Spencer types? Like those yeah. guys? Yeah. Is he supposed mm. to be like a, a a version of that, or is he supposed to be like more of these Catholic guys? And those 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 types. Where are you are getting like, the Catholic from? Like, I don't. Did, oh, has he mentioned religion? Most weirdos today who talk about uh, <laughs> who talk about like common good and like you know moving beyond like individualism. Those are all Catholics. So they, oh, maybe maybe there's like maybe the this, that doesn't exist. Yeah, maybe that doesn't even exist in this world, right? Maybe that doesn't okay. even exist in this world. So maybe I mean, maybe, well, I, I think like they they, they do seem to be. Like the writers and the show, do, they do seem to be very aware of like the different strands of conservative thought, right? Like, wasn't there a scene where I forget the character, but they were like, "Oh, he's a you know he's a neocon pretending to be a paleocon yeah. who's secretly yeah, I think libertarian." That guy was supposed to be Marco Rubio. There was supposed to be like this, this senator who was like a Hispanic, and I was he was just like a neocon. So I think it's like a Rubio or somebody like that. Yeah. So they have these, and then, and then yeah, like like um yeah. So they have the they're they're aware of these different strands. I think when when we first met Mencken, I remember reading like reviews and people suggesting that he was supposed to be a uh, like like an uh, like a variation of Jordan Peterson. I guess Peterson <laughs> no, is like no, no, like no. kind of a like, no the season three version of Mencken, because they kept you know Shiv called him like a uh, you know like like mentioned the red pill describing him. And I yeah, think like a lot all, of people, all dissident, right? All, all far right people talk about red pill. Yeah. Yeah. And he was supposed to be like more intellectual. I think now he's, I don't know. They've, they've changed his, his man- character his slightly from last. Peterson, his mannerisms yeah. do remind me of Peterson. Right. right. And he's very Not lean, right? He has white hair. He's very lean. He's tall. He's skinny. But, but like in, in terms of like Mencken, I just don't see him as like a populist. Like I don't see him having appeal to middle America, right? Like Trump, it's very clear. DeSantis, you can kind of see it just, just like in terms of the visual aesthetics, like you see that guy and you're like, it makes sense that like he would, you know, he'd win Ohio and Wisconsin, whatever. Mencken, it's like, no, no, no. He's, he's like a, he, he would appeal to like a niche, uh, subsection of maybe like the Nietzschean right, the way that he talks, the way that he moves. 
yeah, you know, yeah, I if think he's on the all meat right. diet. And this, is, and, and this is, I think, where Duthan has the strongest point because it's like, you know, ATM crowned this guy. And like this guy who has like no mass appeal somehow just became the nominee because ATN uh, said so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Weird things can happen in primaries, but if he did get through the primary, like weird, you know, who knows what could happen. Like Jimenez, I think, is supposed to be like a Hispanic moderate, like generic candidate. Like he seems like the kind of candidate, Jimenez seems like the kind of candidate who would have done well. Now he did take that Bernie Sanders guy, Gil, as his vice president, apparently. Oh, he and did. So that oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, okay. That might have been, yeah. That, well, that's why they were talking to that to that guy. Uh, okay. The guy, uh, Shiv's old boyfriend, because that's why Gil is oh, on the ticket. Yeah, I think, right, right. I think that's what's okay. going on. Um, okay, interesting. I think that's and okay. um, so he brought like a socialist on the ticket with so him. So maybe, yeah, maybe that maybe been. that opened maybe that opened up a path for uh, for Menken. Um, right, maybe. Um, yeah, that would have been done just enough to maybe turn off some swing yeah. voters. But this is, you know, uh, but this is a bit like, you know, I, I will say that like this is like a little bit nitpicky because you're we can we 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 we, have, we sophisticated observers can like find these like sort of flaws in the story, but I think generally it's like. It's very hard to do this, to like just do something this close to contemporary politics and not make it like super preachy or super cringe, but mm. make it somewhat realistic. Like not just say, oh, no, that's impossible. Never happened. Like everything here is like, you know, sort of possible. Ballots burned down. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're probably being a bit nitpicky. Yeah. I mean, I think I like, you know, I just every time I see Mankin, I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't buy that he yeah. could be elected or even that like Republican. I think the Republican Party has changed like maybe in like 2012, like the Romney era, like maybe. But today the Republican Party yeah, is Nietzsche different. And it's not. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Well, well, I mean, if you read, uh, I don't know if you've read, uh, what is it? Bronze Age Mindset. There's a very lengthy <laughs> excerpts about about Mitt Romney in that book. Yeah. Um, but yeah. But uh, but yeah, so ten twelve years ago, maybe uh, like a like a Minkin esque character, like the way that he looks, could have no, no, no. won. But ten now, twelve years ago, yeah. Romney had to be Romney. He had to be sort of a, um, you yeah. know, he didn't dabble in like the uh, you know the far right ideas, right, or anything like that. You know, there's a yeah. problem with being yeah, very online and sort of being a little bit edgy on these. Although they don't really show him being edgy on like race questions. You know, he quotes Hitler once, and he uh, you oh, know, did he, he quote Hitler? Well, he oh, said no, no, it, he, remember? Oh, oh, did he? Oh, I don't remember. Yeah, remember this. he goes. No, no, dude, this was so very. I'm surprised you don't remember this because the first time him and Rome are hanging out in the bathroom, he goes, okay, "You know, I get I ideas from like whoever, like this guy or this guy or or H, if he has good ideas." Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. H, oh, that was a bad. Well, he guy. refers to. Um, I I, I, I paused because he refers to in the most recent episode. Uh, he ta- he refers to Shiv as a what is it like, uh, Kinder Kuchen Kirsche. And apparently yeah. this was like a German, it, it originated a German phrase of like, like children, kitchen, or children, home, kitchen, something along those lines. Like yeah. the, like roughly translates to like barefoot and pregnant would be like the way that we would describe yeah. it in English. And this was like a German phrase during uh, World War One and World yeah, War II yeah. about See, like the, the woman's the, home. Oh, and then Ravenhead. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is 2015 all right. Okay. Now that I think about it more, yes, because these are, the, there's these ironic appeals to Nazi Germany. Um, mm. there's Ravenhead. He named his dog Blondie, right? And then said, oh, it's a spelling error. <laughs> so he's like literally yeah, not. Yeah, didn't, uh, didn't, didn't Tom ask him like, oh, you read, right? uh, you, you read my, what did he said he read Mein Kampf t- twice and Tom was like, were there some Easter eggs you didn't get the first time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yes, you're right. This this is actually a little bit dated, right? Because it's it yeah. is like this 2015, which I don't think exists. All, I think Trump sort of swallowed this whole thing and it's just like you have the religious stuff and you have the popular stuff. You don't you have bronze age pervert but you don't i i think this stuff is really the the sort of racialist sort of 
uh, aristocratic, uh, Nietzschean sort of view. I think that's sort of fallen out of, or at least it never went anywhere in Republican politics. It's probably well, it, just not, not in electoral politics, right? Like I just don't like you, you can't get a lot. You can, you can build a very popular Twitter account and maybe get like a perch, uh, like some, some like, I don't know, even see much of that. I see broad stage yeah. pervert, but I don't see many influence influencers. Like there doesn't seem to, that space does not seem yeah. to be like a wide market. Like there's not, right. many Whereas, there. but then you look at like, I guess, yeah, he, if you look at Trump himself, like Trump, you know, like Trump is, yeah. he's he hasn't read any of this stuff like he's not yeah. you know he did you know like we 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 you know discovered that uh, logan roy was a fan of oswald spengler you know like <laughs> i don't know trump isn't reading spengler he's, he's not reading any of this stuff like trump was you know he was a unique character but he's like i think they 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 in a way they were like wrote mencken to be like um like a, like the online right come to life in a way you know yeah. like uh and and if he could have gotten elected, so it's so uh, maybe like like Blake Masters. It might be yeah. like a Blake. If, but you saw what happened yeah. electorally. The Blake Masters. I saw one quote in one story. It was like the worst focus group politician of all time. Like some observers oh, said, really? right? Yeah. When you Not when you come out as an online right guy, yeah, that doesn't that doesn't work. Too Whereas, well. so the other teal. Um, uh, you know, yeah, Vance, which which yeah. Vance is like a like a plausible politician, right? Like. The way he yeah. looks, the way he talks, the way he carries himself, right? It just comes like like um the, the emotional feeling you get watching him is very different than when you watch Blake Masters. Yeah. And so like you know if uh if Mencken you know just looked and spoke differently than he does, he speaks like an elitist, right? Like do we know like where Mencken went to college, what his background is, like you yeah. know like like uh yeah just yeah. I would assume, I would assume he probably went to a good college. I mean, I would assume he's yeah, probably like elite intellectual. Very yeah, very elite credentials, right? Yeah, um, I, you know, I've been meaning to write about this, and so people who are listening to this are probably going to preview. I think there are such contradictions between the populist slash Nietzsche stuff, right? There's such a contradiction there, and I want to sort of like flesh those out. So that's like a little. I haven't seen anyone do that, so that's like a project for me. Populist versus Nietzschean, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah like well, those this, are very you distinct. This, you have like this dissonant right thing where it's like. You know, when the you have this syndrome thing where it's like, oh, Nietzsche, you know, Ron, Bap, you know, Trump, like it's about superior people, inferior people. And then it's like, oh, these poor left behind morbidly obese people in West Virginia who just can't get a break and are being, you know, stomped on by oh, the no. elites, right? <laughs> and like you have both of these things like together and they, they supposedly go together, but they don't, they really don't. Um, yeah. and it's, you know, well, sort of don't some of the, uh, don't some of the Nietzschean, uh, disciples isn't the idea like i haven't read that much nietzsche to be honest so i don't really know but like isn't the idea of like you should have like a worthy elite right like you should have like a very like a vetted um leadership class that should have like the best interests of the people yeah. in mind so it's not so much that like you know whatever like they, they're, they're not trying to like raise up the ordinary people and like give them more political power and more political will it's more so that like you know, we need we need better elites to like t- to shepherd these people to take care of them. And our current elites are like you know vampires, like exploiting their own yeah. country kind of thing. I think that's the, at least that's like some of the you know the the the, the discussion that I've heard among like the more sort of dissident Nietzschean right. Yeah, but but it's but it's but they do throw. I mean, electorally, when it comes down to it, they always do end up sort of throwing with with the masses and sort of just, you know, and sort of like yeah. complimenting the masses and saying that they're like, you know, they have some secret wisdom like to them. Right. So there, there okay. is, there's sort of, you know, <laughs> there's this true. guy, uh, Darren, yeah. Darren Beatty, um, uh, who I know who, uh, who works for revolver. And he's like, <clears throat> America is like, you should just always write stuff like this. He tweeted like America is like a fat, like ugly, stupid nation or something like that. it's become like a fat, ugly, like, you know, whatever, something's very negative. Right. And I responded, you know, who's, you know, who's not fat or stupid, you know, whites in urban areas. Maybe we should try to learn from them. Right. And then, 
he responded yeah. to the end. It's, it's sort of like you hate fat people and you hate stupid people, but like urban whites are like your biggest enemy, like the least fat, the least stupid people in America. And so there is like there yeah. is like a real contradiction here. There is, yeah, that is interesting. That's a good point. Yeah, I wonder. Um, well, the thing is, like a lot of the like it's it's a sort of a counter elite movement, right? Because a lot of the dissident right they are those people right like they went to this like the, the they they went to the same schools as the urban white people they have like relatively low bmis like the urban yeah. white people like they have like physically and in terms of their resume there's a lot of overlap but it's just ideologically they 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 detest them and they're kind of what hoping to like like win social and electoral power by appealing to the masses in order to yeah. you know overcome yeah, I should flush this. Yeah, this is, yeah, this, this is a this is worth writing about. I, I, yeah, I'll be curious yeah. to see where you go with this. Yeah, there's uh yeah, there's yeah, there's much more that could be said. But yeah, so Menken is sort of okay. So yeah, it's interesting to sort of under, understand Menken uh, in that context. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I share we generally share the same idea that he would not be very electable. It's sort of it is sort of a mystery. You see what the writers are trying to do. Um, but yeah, yeah, I think this is this was sort of, this was sort of a, a miss. Um, on 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 Russ Douthat's piece, which I I really I yeah, I thought it was very thoughtful. What what I, I think like one thing that came to mind when I was reading that after you sent it was that um like a lot of these you know because he he like the, the the idea that like oh you know this is why Douthat you know he was saying like you know I I like to watch fantasy I like to watch these other genres where like you know very. Uh, like you know, royalty elites, you know, they get to make the decisions, and they their their actions have real consequences. And like it made, it made me think that like a lot of these prestige dramas, and I guess this, this in a way this connects to like conversations we've had with with Andreessen and about like these antihero prestige dramas are like implicitly endorsing the great man theory of history, right? Which is a kind of a Nietzschean idea that you know like there's the there's the sort of you know more associated with the left that events unfold due to forces outside of our control right like we're sort of uh, billiard balls moving around through the sort of uh, systemic social structural forces and then there's the sort of more um uh like like personal theories of history i think more 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 promoted by the right where like you have individual agency and control over your life and like all of these prestige dramas right like you see like you know uh uh very interesting you know, morally ambiguous characters taking action and like changing the world around them. And that was, yeah, like I linked that piece of back to, to, um, to the eulogies delivered about Logan. Yes, the eulogies right? were, that was amazing. Yeah. Like that Logan was like a force of nature and like he was, uh, he was a vortex, right? Like everywhere he went, he sucked you in and he made things happen. And like, regardless of how you feel morally one way or the other, like he, like Kendall. Yeah. I, I thought Kendall's eulogy was a little, overdrawn and a bit unrealistic but you know i guess for the moment it was fine right because like kendall historically has been a character who usually fumbles uh when it comes to like public speaking or like trying to um shore up support for himself and then suddenly you know it was an impromptu speech right like apparently this was all just sort of off the cuff he becomes like an aaron sorkin character and is like speaking very eloquently about his dad um yeah, but I did like the way that they handled Roman because the, the 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 show the episode opens with Roman, you know, walking around his high rise, you know, like yeah. oh Roman the showman, you know, about how how great this eulogy is going to be, and then he just totally cracks, and I'm like that is very fitting for his character, Kendall. That was you know, but but the eulogy, like the actual content of the eulogy, was was phenomenal. Yeah, so Ewan's I imagine too, actually the brother was great. Yeah, I mean they were they were those those were amazing scenes, and and recent. Um, 
likes he would have loved i mean he, i think uh i think he's 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 going to watch he's going to watch the this episodes uh he's going to be watching it but uh he's he's going to love it um because this is what he wants he wants the the Kendall speech was the unapologetic embrace of sort of the 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 Ubermensch right um and Kendall you know i thought it was i, I had the same thought as you about maybe it being unrealistic i don't know maybe it wasn't off the top of his head maybe like he you know there was a there was a possibility that he would speak before like there was a discussion of who would speak so maybe he had the outlines in his head he was thinking about like what i would say okay. and he was just sort of there you know he was stumbling he didn't have the exact words he's like you know he's like life buildings shows and like he sort of repeated himself three times so it was realistic like that it, like it wasn't a prepared speech it was like sort of like the ideas were there but he bumbled mm-hmm. like sort of the words and like the intonation um but yeah i mean it was really a defensive sort of like yeah when he goes you know there's in people there's always like a million reasons not to do things and you know there's just this you know there's this man who's just sort of you know, this man who just sort of acted and like, there's such a power and such a beauty in that. And he says like, I hope it's in me. And like, he says something about like, I hope it's in like our civilization or something like that. This Western civilization, mm. even Rome. Otherwise the future will be bleak. It might've been, it, you know what? It might not that I think about it. It might've been like almost Rome. It might've been Rome's speech because Rome was going along the similar lines when Rome was practicing. He was talking about the satellites that he put in the air, the fibers that he, you know, the shows that he started, the channels that he started, right. He's, he's presenting, uh, it was sort of the same theme with Logan as this great builder. So maybe he had Rome's note cards. Maybe he was thinking along the same lines. Uh, maybe they discussed it or, or something. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was very cool. And then the shift, um, one, you know, and you know, it's like Ewan is like the representative of like liberal, like the liberal elites. Like you build something, they're just going to complain about like, oh, you know, you hurt some like you know frog endangered species or something, right? It's like you know they're they they are not interested in the building of civilization. They're interested in sort of nitpicking what capitalism or what like a great nation does, right? Um, and then mm. Kendall comes in and like, like we can give the other side, give the other side, and so they're talking about giving the other side, and you think it's like about Logan, but it's also just about like this sort of liberal conservatism debate um you know one thing i love about this show is like conservatism is much cooler in the show than i you know i think it's become in real life like i lo- i wish that someone would be like you know we defend the builders and the other people who do great things and like you know are just ruthless and it's really i think it's populism is sort of it's become less of that um hmm. but yeah they did get sort of the other side to you and the the leftist and then shiv was like you know I like what she said about the woman. Like he couldn't fit a woman into his mind. I, I she, the way she put it, I thought was very good. Like it was hard to yeah. be a woman, you know, his daughter. He couldn't fit an entire woman in his mind. Like that's just so great. Yeah. It's like women that was are very well know, done. Yeah. Things. Yeah. 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 And then all his, all his wives and his, his two wives and his mistresses. Right. Oh, yeah. All, are, all in the else. front pew. That was so they, good. Marsha arranged and, uh, by, uh, by Caroline, uh, the, the Roy kid's mother, the way that she did that was so, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I like her character because it's so it's so subtle. Even the like the the non exchange about Shiv's pregnancy, right? Like like Caroline looks down at Shiv's, you know, could, could tell she's you know she's pregnant and says like, "Are you okay?" And, and Shiv mm-hmm. just says, "Yep." And that like they have this you know this sort of chess game of like acknowledging she's pregnant without just saying it. And, you know, you can tell that Caroline wants to ask, like, is it Tom? Like, what's going on? And then she's like, oh, okay. And, like, they, they, yeah, it was very, very well done. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the eulogy, Ewan's eulogy, I thought was, was interesting. Like the way that he, he sort of, you know, he, he set up Logan, his brother to be like a sympathetic, like he tells like two very, um, 
like emotional and personal stories about their childhoods, about, you know, being, being, you know, uh, uh, on the ship. And, you know, they were, they were told not to speak because the U-boats might get them. And then the, like the parents essentially blamed Logan for, for their sister's death by, you know, cause it was they thought the, he had, it was he, the he, aunt, he, an aunt, he said the aunt and uncle. So, so oh, it was, was the, the aunt and uncle. Yeah, that's they, right. They were staying with their aunt and uncle. I don't remember the exact right. story. That's right. How, I don't yeah. know. Where, I don't know where their parents were, if they were doing something else. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. The implication in, in previous seasons, right. The implication was that Logan's uncle was abusive to him and that's why he has the scars on his back. And then, yeah. And then Ewing goes on to like, instead of talking about, you know, like the usual, um, like the isms, Right. Like instead of making like direct claims about like what what immoral or unethical things Logan did, it was more about like how he made the world a meaner place. Right. Like Logan was a mean person. He was a cruel person. And he sort of projected his prejudices and his anger out into the world without naming specifics about like what it was. Right. Like in the past, Ewan would say, you know, he'd make remarks about like how ATN was like promoting whatever, like things about like, you know, climate change denial or whatever. But this time it was just like a very kind of, um, which I guess makes sense, right? It's a eulogy. You're not going to call your brother a racist at his eulogy, but just like saying that Logan, what, like he made the world worse. And I think that is kind of how people view, fox right like a lot of educated people view fox as like promoting prejudices like like uh, popular prejudices among the masses and like making people more sort of conspiratorial and more suspicious and mistrustful um yeah so so that was yeah and then and then uh and then kendall's speech too was yeah yeah that was that was just really you know, even even the, the, how he said, like, I hope I have some of that in me. Otherwise, the future is going to look very bleak. And so they were both like, you know, kind of balanced out and good assessments, I thought, of Logan's character and how I think like everyone feels a bit of that. Right. Like in, in, in the real world, like not in the, the show that like, yeah, the future does seem like because we don't have like in the real world men like that anymore. I mean, we have a few, but, but uh, I think yeah. generally like that kind of man is frowned upon, like the man who takes action. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like you and done with his life. Right. And he's like, his politics are so, um, yeah, it's interesting. His main motivation is not, um, is not uh, racism or sexism, right? His main motivation is climate change, right? That's his like mm-hmm. main issue. That's the issue he thinks is going to uh, destroy the world. Right. So it's, it's an interesting sort of like the leftism, they present here the race and the sex stuff is sort of second tier like it's 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 sort it's almost an afterthought it's i think like like we talked about the vision of conservatism the show portrays compared to real life conservatism i think liberalism now is much more identity focused than the show promotes so yeah it's there these people are bigots or whatever but it's not i mean the main thing is like they they are anti-democracy like the main thing the problem with the critique of the right the thing left worries about is like the right is anti-democracy and like it denies climate change. Right. And then it's like a third thing is like just, this is, this is amorphous hate. It's sort of like Biden. I mean, this is like what Biden would like sell as like what he would portray the Republicans as. Right. Um, do you think that, so, that, that in doubt that's peace, do you think he was right when he said that, um, that the show, it, like the way that he portrays conservatives is like, so, so on the one hand you have people like Mencken who are like uh, ideological fanatics and yeah. then you have people like the Roy kids and people like Tom and Logan too, right? Who they're, they're, they're kind of like, I guess like um, they're not ideological, right? Like they're conservative, maybe temperamentally, but what they really want. And Shiv says this in the latest episode, she says like, Oh, he's not like dad wasn't really, well, this is what Mencken says. Like, you know, with, with him and Logan, there were always ideological sympathies and Shiv responds like, Oh, I think my dad was more about like, like, like money and, and winning 
basically, yeah. right? Like he wasn't really conservative. None of the the Roy family seem to be actually politically ideological. They just care about like making money, getting rich, and uh, expanding their influence. But actually, yeah, what, what Douth said in that piece is like there are like honest to goodness like normie Republican politicians who like yeah. you know they are like they're they're not fanatics and they're not um, cynical opportunists. Like they believe in their values and and we don't do we like I don't think we see anyone like that. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe Connor. Like, but he's kind of a weirdo, right? He's not like a representative normie Republican. Yeah. So he's, yeah, he's, so he's like, he cares about the libertarian principles. And then the, uh, and then he gets mad because these other conservative types, you know, that one episode where they get, the guy gives the sort of uh, the eulogy at, uh, at Logan's apartment where he's like trying to make him into like a, like a Reaganite, you know, part of the conservative movement. So they do sort of exist, right? So you do, yeah, you're right. But they have a very, like I think that like most people who work for Fox probably like fall into that normie conservatism, uh, Ben, and you don't see you don't see them in this show. You're you're right. I think that is something that is missing. Uh, do that's right. That is something that's missing. Um, you know, you do have sort of like, you know, it's like the the, the conservatives who care less about politics who just want to watch TV who just like have an instinctual. Uh, dislike of wokeness and this other like weird new stuff yeah like that's first of all i think tom is sort of like that tom is just like you know he'll, he'll laugh at a socialist or a lie you know i imagine him laughing at like somebody who's like claiming racism or sexism i don't know if he does this a lot but you see he's like he rolls his eyes at like these kind of things also doesn't like like sort of like the far right things that he thinks are weird um but yeah you're right that is i'm trying to think and greg greg is an interesting one greg kind of started out i think more on the left and then I think Greg is portrayed now as just kind of an opportunist, right? Like, yeah. even though he's trying to angle to get an introduction to Mankin, and <laughs> it's so good. Like, you know, I remember at one point, one of our conversations, I predicted that Greg was, like, going to be a serious uh, candidate to be, like, the actual successor. Like, Greg, like, they've done such a good job of, like, yeah. like showing Greg's, like, slow, gradual rise and his ascent. But he's still Greg, right? Like, he's still when kind you, of, like, a bumbling idiot. How, how late were you thinking this? I think this was season two, maybe. I don't remember. Okay. which you know when but like because it was just it was like the I, I thought that greg was going to be like a clown the entire time but he's actually you know he's like if you if you compare him to season one greg he's actually done very well for himself but he's still mm-hmm. like kind of a bumbling fool um like i'm i mean you know i don't know if we, we can i guess we can jump into it like who you think will be the like who will actually uh inherit the uh the mm-hmm. role right like who's going to be the actual successor I think that this this latest episode, you know, this is the penultimate episode. Um, Kendall came out on too high a note. Like the way that this show yeah. is, and a lot of these kinds of shows, like there's a lot of emotional whiplash where they set you up to think that, you know, like when someone's at their lowest point and the character's at their lowest point, like the next episode or the next season, suddenly they're 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 f- sort of climbing up, and when they're at the highest point, the next episode or the next scene is suddenly they're they're on the the, the descent. Kendall came out looking pretty good, I think, like with the eulogy, with um, forming his, you know, non-collaboration with with Hugo, right? Like he even says to Hugo, like, this isn't a collaboration, like, you're my dog and the scraps will be millions. And uh, and Hugo is like, woof, woof. Uh, (laughs) And then and then um, Shiv, uh, she she is appointed basically CEO by by Matson, right? um of the company like he basically tells her that that that's you know he 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 gives that the green light so shiv's kind of coming out of the episode on top roman didn't end the episode very well 
but but Tom is an interesting one. I thought Tom's exchange with Shiv um, toward the end when he shows up at the party and they're talking about um, how you know like uh, uh, Tom hasn't slept in a while and he starts to cry when he and but but at the beginning he was like you know like like uh, what, what did Shiv say? Shiv said something like uh, you you never would have you would have never skipped my father's funeral when he was still alive. <laughs> And Tom responds, uh, well, if you hadn't noticed, like your father has much less influence now. Um, and so Tom chose work over the <laughs> he funeral. Said he, lost influence and he said he lost influence in the last few days, which is funny. <laughs> earlier that phrase it. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and so Tom chose to work over the funeral. And that reminds me of, in the, in the, I think this was in the pilot episode in season, was this season? Yeah, yeah, where Logan's birthday. It was, yeah, Logan's birthday, the very first episode of the show. Logan basically gives Kendall, you know, he, he, um, he, yeah, condemns Kendall basically for choosing to go to his birthday instead of working, right? To, to, to Logan, you should put work and success above your family and above all else. And Tom did that. And so now I'm thinking like, maybe this was supposed to be, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of a stretch, but I'm thinking that. And then also, um, generally Tom just seems to be like <laughs> the most competent out of all of them. He's the yeah. only one you ever see doing anything operational in terms of actual work at Waystar Rico, right? Like the kids never, you never actually see them do any work. Um, Tom is actually like, you know, he knows how the business runs. So I'm, I'm now I'm, I'm, I'm like softly leaning, slightly leaning towards, towards Tom. Yeah. And when, one point that you mentioned that like the news, the, uh, he, I think he handles like the opinion shows, the primetime lineup or something. And they were saying it was doing well under him. So it was, it was supposed to be the mm-hmm. idea was that he was actually doing well. Um, you know, so, so yeah, it's like Kendall versus Shiv seems like the finals. We have one episode left. I think Shiv coming out on top would be sort of a, you know, cool girl boss sort of victory after like sort of this man's world where she's a woman and she's the afterthought the whole time. And now she's pregnant. Like her womanhood is like front and center. Um, and okay, she just yeah. takes over at the moment with like, you know, when she's having a baby, um, she's, Oh yeah, I'll just have, you know, I'll just have the vanity Caesar uh, cesarean section. And then you 36 know, uh, hours of maternity leave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Although the other thing you could imagine is that like Menken is like too sexist for a woman CEO. And like, so they make a Tom with Chip, the power behind the scenes that, seems oh, like they were recon- recon- uh, there was a reconciliation at the end so that seems like it could, I don't know it would be sort of uh, unbelievable that like Menken could be like become the president but he's like so sexist he can't like stand a woman CEO that seems like a little much but like maybe you know I didn't th- I thought it was much for him to like go up to her and talk about you know like the, the, his insulting of her like in those terms I thought was a little much so maybe maybe he's just he's just a full-on sexist and he won't accept women anywhere which would be sort of which would be sort of funny um, so yeah that could you know that could happen um yeah i think you know so it's it, yeah it's, it's i'm wondering so like everything has been like this entire season i think has been like each episode has been like a day or something like that um or like two mm. days or something and so like if it just go if it's just like one more day um then like we're not gonna have like the presidential thing settled right so that'll be sort of a big you know i i imagine that they will show like a montage of like what happens after that's what I, I imagine will happen. Like they'll show the next day or two, like the succession and then they'll show the montage and it'll be like Tom in his office with like Greg as his right hand man or something like that. And like Kendall in rehab again and Rome jumped mm. off a bridge. I don't know, whatever they're going to, and you'll know who was president and you'll see Shiv's baby being born. Um, and that'll be sort of how it ends because yeah, there's, a, there has to be a sort of like a montage or something because like, 
there's so many loose, like the baby thing is not going to be figured out in one, one day. The, uh, you know, what happens to the baby, what happens with Shiv and Tom's relationship is not going to be figured out in one day. What happens with the presidential election is not going to be figured out in one day or two days. Um, and so like, I think we need the answers for this to, for this to sort of be satisfied. I mean, they could, I mean, this isn't the kind of show that would do that, but they could like start the next episode, like months in the future, Right, well, like, like Shiv has been the CEO for a while. She has the baby. Mencken is now the president. Yeah. There's still, you know, like Kendall's still trying to make moves, or or Kendall is like kind of the tentative CEO of Waystar Royco or something. Like I could see like them. I have to, oh, I have to look. I have to look. I have to look back. But the, the way they've done this entire season, yeah. I think it's just like a day at a time. And I think that item might have actually been like. That's pretty much been the way they've done the entire show. So I read something that the entire timeline of succession is supposed to be one year. Like in the first season, you have uh, Logan's birthday, and then like oh, yeah. the last season, you have another Logan's birthday, and it's all yeah. supposed to be one year. So they've been they've been doing these very this very compressed timeline. Like maybe between seasons, like a few months passes, that never happened. Like you know, they could do whatever they want in the final episode, but like. No, we've got to see. We've got to see the boardroom showdown. Like they're setting us up. They can't just you know fast forward a few months. We've got to know who's going to win. Kendall uh, versus uh, Shiv and Matson. Like I, I don't think you could skip over that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that has to be. Well, it's all building up towards some kind of a finale, some kind of showdown. Um. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And then, yeah, if they're gonna if they're gonna do anything with Matson's character too, I've actually been. Like Matson has been like a surprisingly entertaining character. Like he's like 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 the, the what is it? Alexander Skarsgård is the actor's name. Isn't was he, he was he the Northman? He's the Northman, right? Like he played that he's guy. Well, he was played that, so. that guy. Let me, yeah, yeah. He seemed pretty skinny for. I think that is him, Alexander really Skarsgård. It is. I'm left. He must, yeah, have, been, he yeah, must yeah. have bulked up. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure he had to go through some grueling training so it's that guy and i didn't like I'd, I'd only ever seen him in like either um like so there's that role right like kind of an action role and i've seen him as like the handsome husband in um uh, i think it was big little lies uh, on another hbo show but to see him as like a kind of a goofball like almost comedic character like even the latest episode where, where like greg comes up to him and Matson just like like looks up to him with like this goofy smile is like hey sexy like just you know like like a very like greg right like just a very random nickname for him like no reason why he should call him that um no. but his line delivery and his like the way he walks too like he 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 plays like this sort of super smart kind of bumbling um like uh uh yeah, irreverent tech bro, like very well. well it's, I it's, think it's, it's Elon. It's Elon Musk, right? It's Elon. Do you, you Musk think he's supposed and, to be Elon? I, well, I, let me see. Uh, he's supposed to be a yeah. agglomeration of Elon Musk, and uh, there's supposed oh, to be a, there's another tech guy. Uh, here's okay. according to Google. If you just Google, you know, Lucas Matson, and one of the things pop up, people ask what is based on. It says, uh, you know, uh, agglomeration of Spotify co-founder Daniel Ek. Uh, I don't know who that is, and. Um, a little bit of Elon Musk. That's what, according to Vanity Fair. Let me see what this. Oh, Daniel I see. Looks like. You know Daniel Eck? I don't, I don't know. know. Co-founder and CEO. He, he of looks like a, yeah, he's like a bald head, and he looks like a. He's a, he's actually a Swedish billionaire entrepreneur. Oh, um, he sort of looks All like right. okay. he sort of looks like a smart Alec, um, yeah. but he's bald, uh, which is different. Uh, okay. And, yeah. Uh, so Did yeah, we also he have a, a uh, like a Me Too thing. So so in in the show, right, Ebba. Uh, was it like it's been a couple episodes since we've talked but yeah. you know the, the, there was the scene where 
Matson's talking to Ebba, like one of the the women in his entourage, and he basically says she has tenure uh, in the entourage, despite them not getting along, because apparently she accused him of you know some kind of sexual misconduct, and now like you know she and him like she basically sort of earned her way or like blackmailed her way into that spot, um, and so this is why Ebba is feeding information to Kendall about what's going on with uh with with yeah. shiv and madsen right so yeah so yeah that, that that's like another interesting sort yeah. of so i just uh, googled daniel to me too and it seems like he's like a seems like a normal liberal who just says i'm very he's like supportive of me too but you know elon musk does have these sort of you know these sexual harassment uh allegations surrounding oh, him so yeah it's, it's, a, it's, it's a combination of the of the two yeah and he's sort of and he's sort of a leftist in his politics right he calls menkin a nazi and he says america you know i, I was annoyed when he's like oh you know you guys only have you guys didn't count black people so you're only oh, yeah yeah you only have yeah years. you have the same um your democracy is as old as the one in botswana <laughs> yeah yeah not as old as botswana yeah, uh, yeah. So he's which like, is he's like, like that made me wonder like is is, is the democracy in sweet where they are is he swedish in the show Matson? Uh-huh. yeah like is is democracy like whatever like political equality like that kind of democracy how long has that existed in sweden like could could black people and women and whoever like when was that you know well, I, I wonder don't think they, I, I don't think they had any black people right i know sweden that's what i like did they i wonder how that would have worked you know like say a black guy shows up in sweden in 1950 right, so 1921 they, they had women's women's suffrage introduced in 1921 much later than the not much later than the U.S. The U.S. had the Constitution. The U.S. states had, were in the, some of them in the late 1800s. All right. Yeah. Uh, they said they've been, adhered to parliamentarianism. Do yeah. So I think they have a claim on. They have a claim okay. on a pretty long democracy. Okay. So longer democracy uh, than the U.S. Uh, according I mean, I don't, to yeah, Masson's. I mean, well, the definition. blacks are what 10 percent of the population. People, you know, they exclude women, and women are a higher percentage of the population. So blacks. Um, you know, and it was it was state by state, right? It wasn't all it wasn't all uh, it wasn't all black people, um, yeah. but yeah, it was a federal it was a federal system. I think people are not Yeah, I think the U.S. I think the U.S. was a democracy in the nineteen sixties. A controversial claim, Richard. Yeah, <laughs> the U.S. Is, is an older democracy than Sweden. I don't know. Yeah, um, I mean, you uh, you yeah. have to um, you have the federal right to vote, right? But you you didn't have like the state, like you know, you had the states had the rights, and you know, it wasn't a like as big a portion of the population as women who are half the population and we just generally consider democracies even when they don't let women vote uh so yeah yeah, i think it's whatever that's a sort of just annoying liberal thing to say uh but you know he's like liberal he's like a he reminds me kind of makes sense he reminds me of like a 2000s early 2000s liberal all those people who are like who's anti-woke anti-pc might sexually harass women but also like just has like uh you yeah, yeah. has liberal ideals and i don't think a lot of those people exist anymore i think all those tech guys yeah. either became really right wing or they uh or they just became full-on you know liberals and wouldn't like sexually harass women or anything anymore uh so i think he's sort of a throwback in that way oh yeah 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 i mean well he's also like european and maybe you know like their attitudes too around uh you know, interact sexual interactions and encounters. Yeah. You know, that may well, also that's, be no, Sweden is like the, you know, Sweden is like the epicenter of feminism. So I, I don't think like, that? That would oh, be yeah, that's, okay. Yeah, they have like very strict gender equality norms. Okay, yeah, I could see that. I mean, yeah, like generally, like in the Me Too, a lot of the Me Too allegations were like, were there any high profile conservatives in entertainment or media? I mean, Bill Cosby, arguably, was you're he missing a big, You're missing a big one. I mean, you're missing a big it's, one. Well, Trump, right, right, right. Well, no, no, no. Well, I mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah. Uh, 
no, but like ATN, Roger Ailes. Oh yeah, Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, that's right. true. Bill O'Reilly and then Roger. O'Reilly Roger, Roger was. Ailes. You're yeah. right. Yeah, a lot of those. Okay, O'Reilly yeah. was before. O'Reilly was actually before the Me Too, and Ailes, yeah. I think, um, maybe was at yeah. the front end of that. Um, yeah. But yeah, the Ailes accusations were re- really bad. Logan um, Roy didn't get, uh, at least within the, the universe of the show, interestingly. No. I mean, yeah, he had he just, like, <laughs> you know, he had his four women in the pew uh, yeah. and during uh, yeah. his uh, during his funeral. But he, at least in the show, yeah, there were never any, like not even insinuations yeah. that Logan was. At least uh, he's old. I mean, by the time we get to him, he's really, he's really old. And he just, he just grabs the first woman that, you know, that, that woman that comes by him. Was the first woman next to him. He just, he just, <laughs> he just goes with, yeah. He, you know, I think like, yeah, he's, uh, I think he's too old at that point to be a uh, too energetic of a me too guy. I think he's focusing mostly on his, uh, his work. Um, yeah, this is, this is good. This is going somewhere. Uh, where's the, um, what do you think about Shiv? Uh, uh, what do you think about Shiv drinking in front of Tom? What do you think about that? I mean, you know, that just seems like another ploy, right? To like get under his skin. Like everything in this show is like that, right? Like every, he should even says that, that, um, uh, when, when her, her mother, like Car- Caroline says, uh, like, why didn't you tell me? She didn't even say, why didn't you tell me? Pregnant? She just, why didn't you tell me? And we're supposed to, you know, just, just, they, 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 she's basically asking that. And then Shiv responds, I have to be careful what I tell you because you might use it against me. Like this mm-hmm. whole family, the whole show, like the whole Roy clan is like, Everyone is constantly gathering information. You know, at the end of the episode, Kendall says something along the lines of, he's talking to Hugo. He says, um, you know, life, life is, uh, you know, whatever. Life isn't fair. Life is uh, uh, contingencies. Mm-hmm. And the people who love you are also trying to, I know we're, not, we're trying not to swear on this show, but they're trying yeah, to F you, yeah. right? And um, and so that's, uh, like, that's this whole show, right? So this scene, it's like, I don't even know, like the like the way that the characters are, they're so well written and so like a product of this family that when Shiv takes a drink, it it may not even be conscious, right? Like she may not be like consciously thinking, let me mess with Tom a little bit and like take this drink of alcohol. It's like, it's instinctive. I know that if I drink this, it's going to mess with him, but it's not a conscious thought, right? Like that's just how, like they're operating at that level, yeah. I think. Yeah, that's, that's very, yeah, interesting. The, uh, the fami- yeah, the fam- familial dynamics are very good. I think sh- I might have seen Shiv drinking after being pregnant when Tom wasn't around. I think I might have seen that too. So it just might be her. I don't know, like subconscious. <laughs> like I don't think it's going to do anything. Fight. I think like the yeah, I, don't, you know, I not, don't think so I, either. She doesn't you, get you she doesn't get little, sloppy drunk. She takes like a yeah, she takes like a. You can have a little wine. Yeah, you know, didn't women yeah. used to drink like a lot? And, yeah, like, before anyone I think, knew. I think it's one of those. Yeah, those. I think it's one of those fake. It's kind of exaggerated. They tell women, yeah, that you have to really worry about it. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right. Um, so yeah, it seems like her and, I mean, that was a very nasty fight they had on the balcony. It was oh, sort of unrealistic that was... they closed the balcony, but that must've been very soundproof for like nobody to hear. Cause they're yelling at each other at the top of their lungs and the whole party is there and apparently nobody sees it. But yeah, that was like, you know, she calls him like a, like a hick or something like that. Like he's just sort of like from a, like a lower background. You're a, yeah. You're a conservative hick or something. Yeah. Like she even yeah. throws politics in there, which was, yeah. yeah. She has politics or most status. All of these, yeah. The, Tom gets, yeah. Tom's in it. So, so in real life, the actor Matthew McFadden, he's he's British. He's a British actor, but he plays this sort of like you know middle America. Remember the guy who Shiv? I don't remember if Shiv actually slept with him. Who's the guy who works for Gil? The the handsome dude yeah. who like she had uh, a thing with. Uh, 
I don't remember, but I think yeah, she yeah. does sleep with him. I think she does sleep yeah, with yeah. him. Regularly. But he, uh, you remember, like, see, I think season one or season two, he refers to Tom. He's like, you know, you're with this guy. He's like this, uh, this corn fed basic from hockey town. Like, yeah. it's so like, and it's like, he's like dripping with disdain. And so like, to- and so like, this is why Tom is who he is, right? He's so concerned with image and, you know, uh, uh, like trying to curry fa- favor with Logan. He was willing to go to jail for Logan. He's like trying so hard. I think this is a sort of, um, in a way, Tom is like the most relatable character. He's kind of the audience surrogate. I guess Greg to a lesser degree, but you know, he like started as just like a kind of like a regular guy who managed to 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 uh, win the affections of the the daughter of the family and like get yeah. a get a job in the firm and climb his way up through, you know, mostly through um, through hard work and shrewd decision making rather than the Roy kids like 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 Kendall and and Roman especially like there's they show like signs of promise but like yeah. ultimately you're not going to trust them to like run anything especially right? roman like kendall I, you know I, it's hard for me to see like his you know he's like you know like rome seems to be high variance he seems to be very good at like getting <laughs> deals and like you know but also will like just like break down and like have like terrible things happen uh to him yeah the way you know he broke down i didn't expect him to break down at the funeral that was sort of that was unexpected um mm. and then they're sharing the clip they're saying like that it's getting passed around on twitter or something like the you know the sound the mic like catches him like Aah! like you know wailing uh you know and they're all like oh that's 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 bad the grim you know, weeper. Me see, yeah so like his weird sexual stuff com- you know combined with his like uh you know it's like oh, he was like yeah. you know hitting on shiv like all the time like when they go to the, uh, when they're going to the funeral and then he like talks about having sex on the coffin with Marsha. And it's just like, it seems like it's so clear now that all that stuff is like a coping mechanism. He's like, you know, he's like got this like emotional, like instability sort of emotionally stunted. And that's just like how he deals with it. Just like big being. Yeah. The like, characters. Yeah. Even the, uh, the, back in season one, um, you know, Roman accused Kendall of locking him in a dog cage with a doggy bowl and then yeah. Kendall responded, you asked us to do that to you. Like, you enjoyed doing it, and you asked me to do it. And so they have these different memories. No, and then the they childhood. go to Connor. Wait, no, I think Connor tells them. They go to Connor uh, okay. to, like, settle yeah. it. And Connor says, you wanted it, or something like that. You wanted it. He wanted it. Connor, like, he liked it. Yeah, he remember, Connor remembers it clearly. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it was, like, maybe it was, like, it's just his nature rather than. Yeah, you which, know, which makes like, sense I, to me. Kendall does like Kendall is like uh, you could like uh, the scene that always sticks out of my mind like the dynamic between Kendall and 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 Roman is when Logan punches uh, Roman and Kendall immediately jumps up and like you know points his finger in Logan's face and says don't touch him and you can tell that like that that exact interaction has probably happened a lot in their lives when they were growing up right where like Logan uses Roman as like his um, you know his like he takes out his anger on him and then Kendall like steps in and then i think even 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 though the funeral there, there was that that dynamic where in a way roman you know like roman basically folded and kendall had to step in and rescue him again and deliver the the eulogy for him and so roman is like yeah like high variance is like a good i mean even kendall's kind of high variance too with yeah. his addiction right? like if that. kendall didn't have his addiction issues like kendall would actually be like probably a decent uh air i don't but... think he has the 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 ceiling that the roman has i think roman can like really get to, like when he when he gets to matson i think that was like that was all roman's doing yeah um, that's i don't know okay yeah i don't know if kendall has that in him. i mean he, uh you know logan tells him straight up you know like when he greasy video you just don't have it you're not a killer at some point and mm-hmm. he never says that to roman i think it's interesting when like a, an episode or two ago when uh uh 
you know, Lucas says to Shiv, like when they're just like hanging out, um, you know, oh, I, uh, you know, you're like your dad, you could take a joke, right? The idea mm. is sort of that, you know, this is sort of a hint that she's actually the one who's most like, oh. and, you know, maybe she is the most, maybe we, like it's just the sexism. It's just holding mm. her back, right? You don't see the big flaws in her. Maybe mm. you don't see the brilliant, you know, I don't know. She doesn't strike me as like brilliant. She doesn't like, seem that great things, but she doesn't have the yeah. flaws at the same. Maybe this is male versus female high variance and versus you know, <laughs> right. less risk, greater male variance hypothesis at work in the show. Yeah, within, within the family. Yeah, I don't know. Are we supposed to think Shiv is like actually brilliant and talented? I don't know. Like, we know she's not as screwed up as the other. She doesn't like have like, she doesn't go into rehab or anything. Um, yeah. I don't she know. doesn't have like weird sexual hangups. I mean, she she likes to play games. She's clearly smart, but like, yeah. You, well, you also don't see her in, in a position, right? Because like Logan never gave her any like serious role within the within the company to like you know shine. But I guess she was like she kind of whatever made it on her own as a political strategist. And yeah, we, we don't like have like we don't know if capable. she's any good. I mean, we don't have. I don't, you know, I'm trying to think who we have any indication. Like it wasn't like everyone's like, oh, we have to get ship. She's like known as the greatest political strategist of our generation. Like I, I never saw anything like yeah, that. Right? Yeah. Whereas Tom, yeah, like I think Tom is capable and competent, and actually, yeah, Tom does, also doesn't have any. Does he have any serious flaws or weaknesses? Oh, masochistic relationship with his with his wife. Well, I, I mean, guess. he that's yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, nature, well, so yeah. personal life. Yeah. Well, although although you know, I, I you know, can, can your can your uh, professional and personal life be uh, you know yeah. be, be separated? Um, no, but, but it's, so, it's, yeah, it's part of his professional life. Like the way he. Well, maybe this is a professional strength. You know, the way he'd like do anything for Logan. Like he'll play the politics. Maybe this is a strength. Maybe this is a personal. Well, he was willing to go to jail, play. right? Like he was really, like literally willing to go to prison for Logan. Like that level of loyalty. Yeah. So he is kind of a uh, like a punching bag for Shiv. Um, yeah, yeah. Like t- Tom's like sort of a like like kicking down. What is it like? Like yeah, like sort of like receiving abuse. Yeah, it yeah, was kissing up and kicking down. Um, which makes Tom like a one of the more sort of complex and interesting characters. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm still leaning towards Tom being the uh, the ultimate success somehow, somehow, or or maybe it'll be like what you said, right? Where like Tom gets appointed CEO, but Shiv is actually the, you know, for for sexist reasons, they they decide not to, you know, they'll be like a power couple. Yeah, um, yeah, them as a power couple. That. Yeah, I think it. I think it has to be Shiv. Shiv never has the moment like. Kendall has like the moment he's like the successor for a while. Rome seems to be the closest to uh, uh, his father near the end. Um, Shiv is never brought in. She is never like his number one. She's always sort of brushed aside. She's always trying to get that approval. Uh, and so for her to take it now, you know, I think would be, you know, an interesting ending. Yeah, Kendall just takes it and he becomes like ruthless and like conquers all. I don't know. That could happen, but eh, I don't know. Seems, seems mm. a little bit. Seems seems less likely. Seems like a less interesting sort of uh, twist at the end than than Shiv taking it. And is I mean yeah. is Rome completely is Rome completely? Could Rome do anything at this point? I don't know. That, that would be the most surprising to me. I mean, maybe with the exception of Greg, but I don't think Greg is really in the running at this point. No, you, you got to get off of, this Greg as the see. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I think among the among the serious competitors or candidates. Roman would be the most surprising, which I guess, it, it, like in a way, right? It's an argument in his favor. These kinds of shows often like to, you know, pull off these sort of surprise endings. But yeah, Roman, I just don't see it happening for him. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe my, um, you know, the recency bias, right? Like his 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 collapse at the eulogy, and then um, his reckless behavior trying to 
you know, whatever, trying to trying to get into it with the protesters. Uh, yeah, another possibility, right? Lucas somehow gets in, screws over Shiv, right? It could be Lucas, like Lucas or Menken can somehow be like seen as the person who ends up on um, maybe Menken like decides that you know ATN is pearl feed and wants people reading books and not watching TV, and so he he just destroys all. He all doesn't like news. it. He, yeah, he doesn't like ATN. <laughs> it's a pudding pop. For the nursing yeah, home. Yeah, see, that's impossible. You couldn't, you, you, you like, you can, you could be that kind of intellectual, but you can't be like a political guy who really just instinctually hates TV and likes, you know, reading or whatever. That's just not, that's not what wins elections. No, no, no. A Republican president could never openly hate Fox yeah. News, right? Like, yeah. like even, even privately. Uh, even I think, secretly. Like, you have I don't to, think you get secretly. I can even secretly. Like secretly you, yeah. Like you have to begrudgingly, even, even secretly, you have to begrudgingly say, like, yeah, Fox is, has like an important role in the ecosystem of right wing media or something. No, no, you have to be brain, I yeah. think you have to be brain melded with Fox. That's the thing. I, I don't think you can yeah. even like do it. I don't think you can even like pretend. Like if you pretend, like it'll come out, right? I think you have to be yeah. like Trump, who literally just watches TV all day and like has yeah. strong opinions on Don Lemon <laughs> and you know what he did the other night, right? Like that's okay. That's tr- that's why Trump is that's why Trump is the their choice. He's he's the most yeah, like yeah. the voter. He's just watching TV. He's not. Are he's you not really uh, are you all in on Trump as the nominee for twenty four? I've been yeah, I've been saying that. I'm so proud. I said that before he lost the 2020 election. I said if Trump loses, he'll be the 2024. I stuck with it during January 6. Um, yeah. People thought he would actually like win <laughs> conviction of impeachment. Like people thought yeah. he, like the Republicans could convict him of impeachment. He would have been bad for running. I say no, they wouldn't convict him of impeachment. Um, and yeah, every you know everything is is really backing that up. Like it's getting more and more confident in that view. Now DeSantis, I think, is announcing like this week. Tim Scott just announced. I think DeSantis is supposed to announce like today or tomorrow when we're taping this. So like you know, but like. I don't know why anything would change. I've seen these DeSantis clips of uh, these awkward um, exchanges he has in like New Hampshire or Iowa. I I don't see what's going to change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I'm, I'm basically with you that Trump will be the nominee. I mean, I've seen, I've seen the polling and as far as like who, like if he'll, if he'll take out Biden um, or, or who knows, you know, maybe, maybe it'll be a president, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., uh, you know, but, but I think like, like Trump, like uh, it'll be a different, it'll be a different election, right? 2020 COVID and all this, you know, like, like they, they, they couldn't, like Trump couldn't hold rallies and, you know, Biden was Biden slowing down, right? Like 2020 in a way was an advantage for Biden because he didn't have to go out and shake hands and kiss babies and hold large well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna political gatherings. Up. So, yeah. so I'm going to put this, I'm going to tweet this, like I was going to tweet this today, but I'm going to tweet it. I'll, I'll announce it now and the tweet will be out by the time people see this. I think that it's going to be Trump, the nominee. Tim Scott, who just announced, will be his vice president. And then you have the two most powerful. There's two cults in American politics, the Trump cult and the black cult. And you have them on one ticket. That, that's it. That's unbeatable. The black, the black cult? What is, is like, what is the black cult? The, I know Tim Scott is black. Who, like, you can't criticize black people. You have to, like, you know, everyone, uh-huh. every institution has to change to let more of them, you know, more of them in. Um, the affirmative action. The Do you think Tim very, Scott would accept a... a I guess he would. He probably, why wouldn't yeah. he? Why wouldn't he? Ninety yeah. percent of politicians. Ninety percent of politicians yeah. would. You get tapped to be the VP. And then, like, it's not like all black people will vote Republicans, but there will be a. It's going to be much harder to attack Tim Scott than it's going to be that you attack your typical black Republican. Uh, so I do yeah. think I think that Trump is the think it's going to be Trump and Tim Scott, and it's going to be extremely formidable. I think that Trump Scott versus Biden Harris. Um, and yeah, and we'll get to see a Tim Scott Kamala Harris. Oh, debate. that'll be that'll be that'll be fun. <laughs> that'll yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim Scott is Tom Scott is so inoffensive to people, and Kamala is sort of 
really offensive to people. And it's just sort of, it's just going to be a good, and Trump is just going to run, sort of, I, you know, really becoming more convinced that, uh, well, anyways, that's a different, that's a different podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have one more yeah. episode of succession left. Anything else you want to sort of, uh, flag before we go Rob? No, but I think, uh, I think we covered a lot of ground here that, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to the finale, the series finale. Yeah. Okay. We'll be back here next week to talk about it. All right. Thanks Rob. Yep. See it.